you're gonna, you're either going to love this or you're going to hate this just because if you did have plastic surgery, it doesn't make you dumb. It's kind of inspiring. Don't fucking kill me. Oh God. Don't come for me. You fucking haters in here like, you guys are just plastic dolls who like to follow the Kardashian. Remember those Puma shoes with the, with the laces I got you that were gray? You said that those were ugly. Okay. Divine timing. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, it's just me and Fran. We have quite a bit that we want to discuss today on the agenda. But since it's the holiday season, we're going to start off with a little bit of a poll that we did on our social media. We're going to oh, yeah. bring it to light right also, now. Sorry, excuse how I look. I look like a bum. Because we're so- Also, excuse the fucking monstrosity on my face. I don't think anybody you know can see that. No, you can. These cameras- pick up the granularities and like it sucks whenever I get a pimple because it sucks whenever I get a pimple because if I get a pimple on this side of my face the camera isn't on the side of my face so it's fine but when I get a pimple on this side of my face it literally ruins my day so especially it looks like a I know I was gonna put a brown spot on it you know how people put like brown yeah, spots yeah and then on? it's gonna be like a raised anyways I just feel like when it's so cold outside like I try so hard to dress like cute like a winter kind of cute chic but like it's there's something comforting about throwing the most random shit you have in your closet together, like the most coziest thing, like largest, the largest mismatched coziest thing, and then just like rolling out. But this is my safe space, so I don't really care. Okay, so let's okay, get yeah. into holiday stress. We all feel it. We all have it. We all. Well, know I don't know it. if everyone has it. We all I don't have know it. if people get stressed during the holidays. If they think it's the actual like, I okay. So sorry. Question first before we start this. So I asked on our Instagram, what is your biggest stressor during the holidays? And I listed one, two, four kind of factors. So the first one's so much to do, so little time, gift giving, holiday shopping, managing family time, maintaining routine, and then other. There's a bunch of other ones, but I feel like these ones like are the main thing. And then um, it's actually really, really close. Like two, so there's 21% said so little time, another 21 gift giving, and then to 29% on managing family time and maintaining routine. And then one person, other said, seeing people I don't want to see. So okay. I thought we can kind of touch a little bit about each of these things, because for me, I feel like ugh, I get stressed with the holidays because, okay, two things. One is managing family time. I think is huge for me. And the second one's gift giving, because I feel like there's like a high expectation on like getting people gifts, even though there is, it's just in my head, I feel like I have to get the best gifts. Also probably because Sam always says I give shit gifts. And it, I like, don't always say that. She like, you give me ugly sweatpants one year. Okay. She always you brings are it up, actually though. making me look like an asshole. But you always no, bring up. No, I don't. No, I don't. You use that one year. Okay. She got me a sweatsuit, which was very nice of her. I didn't to her face say it was ugly. You did. No, I didn't. You said I would never wear it. I don't like the tight pants. That's what you said no, to me. No, no. Ask mom, you guys, dude. No, you literally you're said I don't like the tight me, No, you're actually like the queen of making me look worse I'm than I actually I'm not. You said that. I'm not. Like maybe three years ago, okay, she got me a tracksuit from walk-in and it was nice. It just wasn't my style. Like it did not, it looked good. It would look good on her body type, but it didn't look good on mine. So I tried it on in front of them and I just kind of wore my heart on my sleeve. I was like, it's nice. But like it was, the pants were just tight. They're just too tight. Like they were, you know, those sweatpants that are straight. Two days ago I was at your house. So, and I was like, yeah, like gifts and, and. You're like, I'm not picky just that one year. Like, you got me that ugly sweatsuit. You yeah, said that, that your house. Because it's true. Like, why bring it up again? That's so mean to do that. Okay, you don't care that much that it's mean. Let's well, be now real I'm thinking here. about it. Like, maybe that's caused my insecurity for gift giving. <laughs> okay, no, it didn't. Anyways, okay, we're getting off track. So my... Can I just say... My stressor is... But, like, 
you with gift giving is like, we'll give each other Christmas <laughs> lists, but friends lists are like, first of all, a novel long. And it's like so specific that I'm just like, what is the They're point? not specific at they all. They are. Read it. Jewelry, Friends. perfume, but jewelry stand, sneakers. I literally my notes. Sets. Her list is just like so specific. Canon SX, SX740, okay, Canon PowerShot L360, Daisy perfume, black opium perfume, a flat iron, but needs to be chi. Like uh, hair products, but needs to be karate or whatever. Like it's just same. It's, yours is the exact same. Your okay, mine's only exact. the same because you and mom keep asking me for specifics. Okay, but we're I just track think, right now. Can we no, no, because just... this is actually a thing. I just think that we need to circle back to what Christmas is all about, and it's not, not about like, hey, get me this leather trench coat, trench coat from Zara. It's like, what do you think I would like? If you think that's I would what I'm like, getting into though, I'm no, saying I know. I'm my just... biggest stressor is gift giving, and I actually think wish lists are like they need to go away because but you only think that because I said it the other day no I don't I actually was thinking about it like they actually even, After I said even it. my like, elfster like my, my draw names or like my Chris Kringles like I get the pressure like if I don't get you something that matches that wish list like you're not gonna like it at all it's like well I gave you a wish list you know what I mean kind of thing so it gives me anxiety. That's one thing that causes me stress during the holidays. And again, I think my tip is just going back to what Christmas is about. Like you get someone something that they think that you think that they would actually like or that you just, it's a thoughtful gift. B is managing family time. That's, especially, that's what I put. Especially now that like our parents are separated. It's, and also my boyfriend's parents are separated. It's hard to kind of find there's only only two days, really, like Christmas and Christmas Eve and Christmas yeah. Day. It's like, how do you split up the time between family? That's something that I struggle with a lot. I, especially, and I feel bad when, like, I don't allocate the same time to one family. Especially when you have a significant other. It's like, you, you want to see your family, but you also want to see their family. You want to make sure that they're able to see their family. Because not everything's about just your family. And, like, you're each other's family, too. Like, you're, yeah. your families are each other's families. And then, like, I want to see all my grandparents because, like, they're old. And, like, I want to see them every Christmas the whole time. But it's, like, there's other people that you need to see. Or, like... If you're a godparent, like you need to go see your goddaughter, godson, like, or if you have younger cousins that you want to like give gifts to, like, there's just not enough time. That's the part that stresses me out the most because I feel like guilt if I don't see someone for a certain period of time. Like two years ago, like we have a Christmas Eve tradition and I went to my nono's house, but I had to leave early because I had to go somewhere else that year. And I felt so guilty. And how well, last year I was at my boyfriend's Christmas Eve and I missed my Christmas Eve. I felt guilty because all my life I've been... Yeah. At that Christmas Eve, and Sam made a good point. Sam's like, when one person's missing from like the Christmas Eve, you kind of feel it. It's kind of just like not. They're it's not like all an empty here. presence. Like you just feel like weird. But that was definitely mine is managing um, family time. But I do want to mention just back to the gift thing, just because I remember this. You remember those Puma shoes with the with the laces I got you that were gray? You said that those were ugly. Okay. So I just want to put that out there. I for wore the them so. So I wear the tracksuit. No, you don't. Not anymore. But like I wore it's the sweater in the dust hole of your old closet. Okay, like, well I, still I wore the sweater, there. but you you wore those ballet puma shoes once. I wore them all the time in Italy. You can have pictures of me in them. But you said they were ugly. I said never. They're ugly now. Back then I liked them. They're okay, the style. Anyways. They're the style back then. Anyways, anyways, um, I just think that we have to remember that the holidays are also like for us to un like you yourself to unwind, and there shouldn't be this high expectation on you all the time. But I also feel like social media and like, I know we always go back to social media, but it's like a huge part of that expectation. Like gift guides for her, gift guides for yeah. him or like Christmas parties, or like be the best host or do this with your friend. Like, I don't know. I think it should just be, you know, we should like, just remember that the holidays are also for ourselves to unwind and like spend time with family in a quality time, like in quality time. I have two things to say to that. First of all, let's also remember that 
we are in a position where we can talk about the different gifts and Christmas lists that we can give each other. Like there are so many people around the world and within our own community who Christmas stresses them out because they don't have the means to be able to get everybody in their life a gift. So when we're talking about these Christmas wish lists and gifts, take it with a grain of salt. We know that we are, we are very privileged in that way and that not everybody has that. Like we're, we're completely aware of that and we're grateful for that. We're just joking. I just wanted to, to make yeah, that clear because there. that is something that I think about often, like how I feel so sad for like parents who don't have the means to be able to get their kids gifts or like get a gift from them and from Santa because like they can't afford getting two gifts. Like yeah. it's sad. You know what I mean? And, that's and that, why I just feel like Christmas should be like, you know, we should I mean. remember the true meaning of it. And that's just to be with your family, like true quality time, but also taking that time for yourself. Cause it is, it, it can be a stressful time. I think another thing that, you know, a lot of people stress with, I have a list here. Cause apparently it was like a list of, um, America, well, it's not Canadian, but America survey people like what causes them stress the most. And it's so many to do's at work and so little time. So people feel guilty taking time off work for holidays. And that used to be me. Like I, I do a portion of work where like I have to manage a certain thing. And if I feel like I leave it, like it will just crumble if I don't, but I'm not there, but I'm taking like two weeks off work. And I, at first I felt guilty, but then I'm back. And I'm like, why do I feel guilty for? Like, it's also my holiday too. So I feel like if you have the opportunity to take off work, doesn't have to be two weeks, but even just a day to like reset and to kind of like have a mental health break or just, you know, get into the holiday spirit. I think it's, it's healthy to do that without feeling bad. I also think that one of the things on this list um, that comes with holiday stress is that you're not able to maintain your routine. Yeah. I actually like that because it's almost like I'm so routine based and like, I'm always trying to focus on maintaining routine and I do like routine, but I like how that like two week period that's like in between Christmas and new years. Like it's kind of like murky waters and like, it's a different routine and you're waking up and like, everyone's kind of home from work. No one's really working. And like, you can go to the gym in the middle of the day or like do whatever yeah. you kind of want. I kind of like that. It just that. kind of screams like something new is coming. Like it's just like a yeah. new time of the year. So I actually kind sounds. of like that. Like it ruffles my routine a bit, but then obviously I don't like the other part of that where it's like January 2nd comes or whatever, January 5th, whenever you go back to work or like go back to the regular routine then you're just kind of like, you feel weird. Like it's almost like you're like grieving like the last two weeks. It's an exciting time. I I just feel like also sometimes like there's a lot of also pressure to like, oh, no, it's a new routine. I have to stick. What? You said no. Oh, you know, it's a new routine. I have to stick with it. And if you don't stick with it in the new year, like your new year's resolution failed kind of thing. I just, I don't know. Another thing, one more thing to kind of wrap this up is um, another thing on the list was like grief and loss. Like we've lost somebody in June that won't be here for Christmas that usually we do spend time with, which is our nun now that we spoke about before. So, you know, I feel like just if you've lost somebody in the past or recently, like that it would usually be here on hol- like in the holiday season or during Christmas time to be patient with yourself and like feel those emotions and know that it's normal to feel those emotions, but like also know that they're with you at the table, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's another thing. Yes. Um, I kind of want to talk about divine timing. Okay. So I experienced something this week that was a very holy crap moment. Like when it happened, friend was there. She kind of experienced it too. When it happened, I was like, did that just, did that really just happen? It was just like a feeling of like, I realized like I, I've wanted this thing, which I can't say on the pod. I wanted this thing to happen 
for so long. Like I've like dreamt about it or like thought about it, not even dreamt about it, but just, it's been a thought in my mind. Like, Hmm, that would be so sick if that happened. Or like, I'd want this to happen one day during this moment. It brought me back to like years ago when I've thought like, wow, if this thing happened, that would be crazy. And it just got me thinking like, Everything from the initial thought I've ever had about this thing happening to when this thing actually happened, everything in between, it like it was supposed to happen like that. I don't know how to explain what I, I, I really mean, but it's like if the thing that I wanted to happen happened at the time I initially was like, oh, this would be really cool. I wouldn't have been ready for it at that time mm -hmm. because I needed to experience everything in between then and now for it to be like really appreciated and like for me to be really open to something like this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it got me thinking about like all, you know, all the like things that circulate on social media and the internet and all these like tools about like manifesting and like when you manifest, you need to make sure it's very specific. Otherwise it won't happen. So, you know, in a year I will be this in a year, my podcast will be this. And I realized that like putting a timeline on manifesting things and just like, talking about the things you want to happen like in five years in this in that like a timeline doesn't make sense because we all know that time isn't linear right mm -hmm. so like why would we put a time on things that we want to happen if the universe doesn't actually work that way i think now that i've been thinking about things that it's really more about op opening yourself up to like the frequency of the thing that you want mm -hmm. i'm trying to think of an example without using my example but let's say you want to travel to Bali. I don't know. Let's say you want to travel to Bali. Like you really want to go on like a three week trip to Bali. And like you want, I don't know, a modeling agency to fly you out there and do a shoot. Cause you're a model and like, you're kind of struggling. If you're acting in a way that's like restricting that energy, like not actually following up on your headshots or not actually reaching out to agents and things like that. And you're just going to your nine to five every single day that you really actually hate. Like you hate this office job. Like, why is that going to come to you? Like, you're not ready for that yeah, yet. It's just acting like you already have it. And I feel like it's what Kathy. It's not, it's not really acting like you already have it. It's yeah, just like, acting like it's coming you trust towards, that it's going to happen. And that's what Kathy was saying. Like our episode last episode was saying, like, just act as every day is a gift and like which gift is going to come. And if you do act like that and you act like you know you're receiving the gifts. It's just, it's going to come a lot quicker than what you think rather than like dreading but, it. But not even quicker. It's just like, if you're actually taking action to those things that you want, like think of Wait, it as- just manifest like, I'm going to be a million a millionaire tomorrow. But I'm not talking then, about things as big as like, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm talking about like specific things that you may want, but you feel like aren't attainable right now. And you're just like, oh, I want this in a year. It just doesn't make sense to put timelines on things. And I've realized that as I've gone older, like things have happened in my life now that I look back at the right time, like when I look back at it, but in the moment you're kind of like, when the fuck is this going to happen? Yeah. So like once you realize and like you've experienced some things, I feel like you'll you'll be able to kind of just be more mindful and in the moment. Because mm -hmm. you're like, oh, in the past, when I've experienced things, it was at the right time. So this next thing that I want is also going to be at the right time. And I think about it as like a seed or like a plant, right? Like you're taking action and like small steps every day towards watering that plant. Like you're watering it every single day. Eventually springtime is going to come, AKA springtime is a universe and turn that plant into a nice blooming flower. And that's when they're delivering the actual like final delivery to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's my definition of divine timing. I just think these days too, I've been trying to be happier in my everyday day to day thing and like being grateful for things that like, I would just kind of like, not be grateful for like, like I don't what? know like for example like 
my boyfriend got mad at me last night, but my alarm, what? okay? He always tells me, like, his alarm's 6.30, mine's 6.15, but he always tells me when he sleeps over, turn yours off because, like, I really value and need that extra 15 minutes of sleep. Like, but mine turned off last night, like, and he had to get up and, like, turn off. He was so mad. He just, like, keep I'm leaving, man. But anyways, and to me, I was, like, I would have been annoyed, too. Like, oh, I was in a great sleep, and now, like, I'm awake and I have to wake up. I kind of turned that into like, okay, I'm up 15 minutes early today. That's good. Like, what can I do? Wait, I'm confused. But wouldn't you have already been up 15 minutes earlier because your alarm's at 6.15? No, because usually when he turns it off, like I like we go back to sleep and I'll sleep for another like half an hour, 15 minutes until oh. his turns so on. So you were up because he was mad at you? Basically. But like I turned it into like a positive thing. <laughs> Not that like, you know, him being angry is a good thing, but just like me, like I would have dreaded like, oh, like I should have like, you know, turned my alarm off. Now I can't have the extra 15 minutes of sleep. But like I did something that I wouldn't have in that 15 minutes. You know what I'm, I'm mm-hmm, trying to say? And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, I'm trying to be, improve my mood more on a day to day. And I feel like it's actually like things are coming to me. Like, for example, I went 500 bucks at the casino. Really? $500. Hmm. What are you going to do with it? In my savings, Christmas shopping. That's my top up for Christmas shopping. But like, I don't know. I just feel like it all aligned. Like I was happy and a good mood being grateful. And then guess what? Universe gave me 500 bucks because, you know, so. Yeah. But I'm, I've also been realizing lately that like, I don't know. Like, I hate living for the weekends. I used to really like. I've been reflecting. I like doing anything on the week on weekdays. No, I, exactly. Weeknights. Like, weeknights. Sorry to interrupt, but weeknights. I feel like when you, like, I don't know. Like, who said that you have to just like go to work and then go to bed? I don't know how to explain it. I, like, I found that like work life balance doesn't just mean sit down at your desk at nine a.m. and then leave at five a.m. and then everything else that you do in your day is from 5 to 9 p.m. or 5 to 9 a.m. You know what I'm saying? And like, of course, I understand this depends on the types of type of job you have. If you have to go to office every day, sucks for you, I guess. I don't know. That that sucks, honestly. I wouldn't be able to do that, Yeah, to be honest. But yeah, if you have to go to office every day, different. But like, if you're a hybrid working environment, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're someone who works from home all the time, like maybe take an hour for your lunch and go to the gym. So that that way in the morning you can like read. And then like maybe after work, you're going to get some drinks at five o'clock and then come home and go to bed. Like you can do that in an office job too. No, I know. Yeah, I guess. Just schedule your time better. Or for example, like I like, like sometimes like I'm like, oh, I have to go shopping. I'll save it for Saturday or I'll save it for Sunday. But like, or a thrift shopping. Like sometimes when I'm done work, I'm like, I'm kind of down. Just go to the mall and like enjoy the rest of the night I have and not just go straight to sleep or like in my bed and melt. Like I just want to like, that's, I don't know, enjoy I, like the whole week more rather than being like, okay, I only have Friday, Saturday and Sunday to saying. do what I want to do. I feel like a lot of people, including myself, have lived for the weekend in the past. It's like Monday to Friday is strictly nine to five, sit down, do your work. And like, I'm grateful that I have a job where, you know, I can manage myself and have like my own like autonomy and like I know what I need to do. And if I'm done half an hour earlier and you know I'm already ahead on certain things maybe I'll go to the mall and like get a Christmas gift on a Monday instead of saving it for Saturday or you know maybe I go to the gym on my lunch and I can start working a little bit earlier some like mm-hmm. you know like I'm just trying to schedule my days where it's like still a routine but not like a very strict routine it's a, just a routine that there's certain things on my list that I need to check off yeah which brings me to my next point sorry but I just feel like us as humans and like us as people like we just deserve more than two days to be like okay yeah. I can do whatever I want and, now like it's just not and that's what I'm trying to say. That's a true definition of work-life balance. Figure out how you can weave the things that you would normally save for the weekend into your week. Like, just just figure out a way. And, like, I understand sometimes it's hard because, like, oh, yeah, you're some used days to— Some going to be way more busy yeah, than others. Some days, like, I, I'm literally on my computer from the morning to night and, like, sometimes overtime. But, like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Some, mm-hmm. some days I take my lunch to edit the podcast instead of, like, being like, no, I cannot touch the podcast until— 
7 p.m. or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you you interweave these things and like you're able to find this groove that really works for you and still get work done tenfold because that's a true definition of work-life balance. And that kind of brings me to my next point I want to talk about is the whole, you know, those like 75 day hard things. Yeah. So I kind of created a version of that. That isn't actually that, like I don't follow the 75 day hard, but I thought about this whole work-life balance thing where like, I don't want to live for the weekends. I want to intertwine my goals for the week into like my everyday and like really focus on like living out each day of the week. So I combined that thought with a thought of like routine. Okay. Mm -hmm. My routine is now almost like checking things off of my list based on a 75 day hard. Okay. Like what? So I write down some things I want to get better at. What do I want to get better at? I want to be able to like read the book. Like I have never read a full fucking book. Like I swear to God, I'll start reading it halfway and then I'll just stop because I, I don't know, something comes up and I stop. So the only book I've ever read in my, sorry, not just like, like I, I don't love, I don't enjoy really reading books, but the only one that I've read was like Black Beauty, that horse one that you had. Oh, that was creepy. But the horse, it wasn't, was he alive? No, he was alive. He was like personified basically. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, sorry. That was so right. reading is something I want to do. I want to drink water. I don't drink water. Like I literally want to drink eight glasses of water. I want to eat mostly pescatarian and whatever, a bunch of other stuff. I want to make sure I do a facial massage every morning. So these are just little things that like I want to get better at. So I do my 75 day hard. I actually, it's actually just a 45 day hard because a, a routine happens after like 20, 28 days. So I turn that 45 day hard into like what I implement into my routine. So instead of having like- So every day you ask me you or- No. So for 45 days, I do the list of things I want to improve on in the hopes that at the end of the 45 days, these are things that are like naturally habitual. What if you weave out eventually with things like, maybe I don't love that. Yeah. Yeah. So like, but like the, my first 45 day heart is basic things, like things that I need to implement. Like I need to drink a glass of water a day for my health. Like seriously, reading is like, whatever. I want to see if like by the end of the 45 days, can I read a full book and actually like it? If I don't like it, I don't like it. Not everyone needs to read, but these are goals that I want to achieve. So this is my new routine as opposed to routine being every day at 8.30, you need to read. And then like nine o'clock, you need to start work. It's just like, it's fine. If at 8.30, I want to go to the gym for 45 minutes because that's on my 45 day hard. I'm going to do that at that time. It's fine. Check it off sort Mm -hmm. of thing. You know, take your vitamins. Doesn't matter when. It doesn't need to be part of your your routine that you do it at 8.30 a.m. Just do it. You should make a template on Canva and then put it in our link tree for people to follow if they want to. Yeah, I can. I can make a template for it. And my first 45 day hard, I feel like I need to change the name. Maybe it's going to be a product, product that we can sell. Okay, Sam, really? Well, no, seriously. 45 day, keeping it routine. Keeping it routined. Keeping it. Keeping it 45. Keeping, keeping it, it 45. No. Keeping yeah. it 45. Actually, yeah. Keeping it 45. I'm smart without even trying. Anyways, so at the my 45 hard, whatever we want to call it, ends December 16th. So we'll see where I'm at. Anyways, that's something I want to share. I'll let you guys know how it goes. I think it's like been really working. If you had a 45 day hard starting tomorrow, what are some things that you would put on there? Just like things that like are basic that you want to improve on or things that you really just want to implement that you haven't been consistent with. Gym, drinking water also for me. But uh, you have to be specific with okay, it. Drinking like for me, I my put ga- my jug of water, my yeah. blue jug of water, all of it. Going to the gym for at least half an hour. Going to the gym for 45 minutes and completing one of the workouts on my guides because I have a guide now for six weeks. Um, I would probably also do doing my skincare every morning and night because sometimes I just slack. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, I'll put cream. And then like, I don't actually do my actual. Skin. And another one would be getting dressed for the day. 
does it matter if like it's just sweat and a top like and get, doing a little bit of my makeup or even just like do, do like <laughs> the I other lo- day she came to yeah do I literally like the, no 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 it was <laughs> yesterday no it wasn't it was the first time we had no wi-fi and you came to my house no I was no, like, no that oh wasn't that God. bad the other day was worse like yesterday was worse I came in my boyfriend's dutty guelph trench jacket it's not it's cute but like not on me and she was literally floating in just material like I was just like in random shit. My hair one was, sock was on One sock was on. I had a hole in my sock. I look in the mirror. I'm like, is this who I've fucking become? Like actually like in the winter. So that's another thing. And then another thing would be like beauty, like maintenance. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It like, could be I as simple do, as brush your hair every night. I want to do like hair oiling. I want to start hair oiling. Like I want to. So no, to not overwhelm yourself, what you do is pick five to eight things and start a 45 day hard. It doesn't have to be in the new year. Like I hate that. Just start tomorrow and just be like, these are eight things I want to improve on. We're going to do it for 45 days. At the end of the 45, you just make a checklist for every day. You know, check, I get check, check. anxiety from that though. But it's not anxious. You, you just, it's almost like you're observing your patterns and your tendencies. Don't really think about it. Every morning you open your book. You don't have to do anything. Open your journal and like, just look at the things that you need to do. Okay. It's in your head now. You have to give yourself cues. So if you want to, if you're thirsty, you no, know, no. okay, no, no, it, you God, give yourself cues, like visual cues. So let's say one of your things is that you want to do your skincare, but your skincare is in the cupboard. Put your line up your skincare all in a row, so that when you go into the bathroom right now, you're like, oh, my skincare. If you need to drink your water, take that water with with you everywhere, so you're always seeing it. If you need to go to the gym, lay out your gym clothes yeah, on your bed. Like these something. are things that like. Like you're going to do to remind yourself to do it. Then at the end of the day, you go in your, your journal and you check off the things you did and you didn't do. And if, let's say you didn't drink. I feel the- like I would do it like right after I did it though. Cause it made me feel good. Like drink water, check. Yeah. Went but even gym, if you don't, check. you could just like go at the end of the day and check it. And if after a couple of days you're realizing, okay, I didn't go to the gym for two days. Like why? You'll ask yourself why. For me, I realized I wasn't drinking water. I'm like, why? I didn't like the glass I was drinking from. It was kind of annoying to be honest with you. Like the the sippy it's cup. It's true. The, wa- the what you drink your water from, like actually it's annoying. Like, like I will not. Like I'm not trying to sound like I won't drink it from a water bottle, but like I'll feel more inclined to drink it from my pink, my my aqua blue jug. It's like you know, it's my cute little jug that I paid twenty bucks for. Like I want to drink my water out of it. Anyways. All right, really quick. I'm not gonna go fully into this, but you're gonna you're either going to love this or you're going to hate this. But I have been watching the new season of the Kardashians. I'm not fully caught up. But I kind of like it. Like, I was never a diehard Kardashians fan, but I the only part I like is that Kim is kind of inspiring. Don't fucking kill me. Oh, God. Don't come for me. You fucking haters in here. Like, you guys are just plastic dolls who like to follow the Kardashians. It's either you love her or you hate her. Like, you love that family or hate your family. That family. You either love that family or you hate that family. I'm personally indifferent. I've always been like, I don't I care don't that much care. to hate them and I don't care that much to idolize them. However... The recent season, I've kind of just been like, I have a newfound respect for Kim because although people kind of roast her for rising to fame from a sex tape, she was able to kind of turn that around throughout her career. Was going it from she though was her mom. Like, but, that's but, the thing, like but, but that's the thing. Like it doesn't matter. It's still a group like Chris, whether it was Chris or Kim, they were able to strategically turn that. What even if that was planted, like even if that tape was like planted and they knew that they would turn yeah, that around. Are like, why is that inspiring for like, what talent does she have that makes you be like, oh yeah, she's inspiring. Like she's an inspiring person. I get what you're saying. That's not inspiring to me. That, that part's not inspiring to me. What's inspiring to me is like the way that she does business and her ideas and strategies. Like she spoke at Harvard about being um, a businesswoman, specifically as it relates to her line, her business skims and 
I think she has a company called Sky, which is like uh, their venture capitalists and like they invest in companies and stuff. And she was speaking to a small group and there was this girl who was clearly like into hair and makeup. And she like, she looked very presentable, kind of like someone who would who would emulate Kim, like mm-hmm. someone like us who would like put have lashes on in a Harvard class. Okay, not like, yeah. not that there's anything wrong with not, but she basically asked Kim um, uh, how people took her seriously in this space when like basically she's just looked at as a sex symbol and like she's posting bikini pictures online. And Kim was like, she didn't have to change anything because she went into it doing business as is. Like she could have that Instagram, but then walk into a boardroom with a full of men and still say what she needs to say with her glam and all of it. And people respected her for it because she didn't like try and change herself. Mm. And before everyone comes for me, I know it's like, she has all of these advantages. Like we can call it luck because she was born into a rich family. And like, we can call it like, she had more access to opportunities yeah, that regular people. Argue, like, yeah, people don't say anything to her because her family would fucking shut you down in three seconds. I get it. So we can call it luck. We can call it she has opportunities. We can call it she has a network of people that would, you know, come for you if you said anything. But at the end of the day, like her companies are successful and like mm-hmm. the ideas are very good. So it was just like her love for glam, fashion and beauty didn't make her any less competent than like somebody else who's really famous and also does business. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it inspired this girl at Harvard. I was just watching and I was like, I don't know. It's kind of true. And it's not like, oh, if Kim Kardashian can do it, I can do it. That's not what I'm saying. Like, I understand the component of like who she is and who her family is. I'm just trying to say that, like, I think her the way she looks and and the way that she loves beauty and all of that and the way that she also owns businesses is what a lot of young women aspire to be. Yeah, but you can kind of argue and say that about anybody. Sorry? You can argue and say that about Selena Gomez. She's pretty and wears makeup and she has a beauty line and she's like a businesswoman. Or Hailey yeah. Bieber. That's fine. You can. Are you saying are you saying Kim because people hate on her specifically more? Yeah, but I'm saying that because like I, I watched the conversation. Oh, like okay. I don't know anything about Selena or Haley. And I didn't I don't know anything about Kim until I watched this. I was like, basically what she was saying kind of resonated in a way. Like it mm, kind of okay, made yeah. sense. Like and it, it kind of brings me to to the point of like, why does it feel embarrassing or almost counterintuitive to talk about the Kardashians? Because people literally just hate them, I feel. And I think- I think it's because of the beauty standards that they put out, personally. I think I think they're very unattainable. Uh, I think people think they're like, like what you said, they got famous off the wrong things. People idolize them. Like, I remember Kim had like a BBL at one point. Everyone got BBLs and Thick was in because Kim Kardashian was Thick. Kim, Kylie Jenner had the big lips or like she got lip filler and said it was, oh, it's just how I line my lips. So then all young girls and all girls wanted to have the big lips. And then Kim all of a sudden dissolved her- ass and was like oh now it's time to be skinny so everyone who got a bbl you know what i mean like it's just like if you're in that public eye i think people they need to be a bit more sensitive about what they're doing especially because they're, be- they're like beautiful people like they're like i don't know that's just my take on it and i feel like people kind of get angry slash salty that they're like so, so idolized but for no reason kind of thing i think to your point they do promote and glamorize having excess of anything and like you can see that by the show and the way that they live, well, it's it doesn't. Fine. Like if you're rich, okay. Like I'm it sure it doesn't resonate with of, most people. Okay, yeah, but so now there's a lot like, of like celebrity things. I, exactly, that's what I'm trying to say. It's like a celebrity is a celebrity for for a reason. They're a star, right? It's different than like a typical middle class person. Just, so they do glamorize having excess, and they do promote that. And most of them, 
like you said, have had plastic surgery or have promoted unrealistic beauty standards. And by unrealistic, I mean, you paid a lot of money to get a lot of these treatments done. A lot of people can't do that. And it's fine that you paid money to get treatments done. I think, I think there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, they also have to realize that they are pivotal figures in society and you're influencing young women to do that. Right. So that's kind of where people I think get mad at them and are like, why are you idolizing that person? Why are you like glamorizing them? But on the other hand, I think most of them have leveraged their personal fame and the way that they network and put themselves out there, especially Kim with the venture capitalists and like she's a lawyer. And that is what I'm saying is admirable. So like, yeah, some may argue it's to make herself look good and like to take her away from like what she used to be. I know, but you know what? Like, but even her businesses are doing well. Think about like, who's that guy who has like, who's surrounded by Playboy models all the time? Da- Daniel. Dan, Dan Blitzerian? Yeah. Like it's, what's the difference between him and Kim Kardashian? And the fact that like, what do he, what do you, what do you even get famous for? All I know him for, maybe like there's a different backstory, but all you see on social media is he's surrounded by like gorgeous women and you know, sex and all this stuff. And that sells for him. You know what I mean? So. And, and I, I'm not saying that like I idolize her. Like she's my idol. I don't. I just am saying like, I, I do just respect the way that like they're able to monetize their fame. You know, like anybody could be famous, but the way that they're able to monetize their fame and like be a lawyer and like go and start a venture capitalist firm and like whether it was her with the help of Chris or not, like Chris got Tristan, Chloe's baby daddy on ESPN as a host. She she networked and got that. So, so I just can like, we argue that Chris is maybe the one that we should probably inspiring. whoever it is. I don't really give a shit. I'm just saying that like the way that they're able to monetize things and turn it into a lucrative business is a testament to like they are more than just how they look. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you might that. fucking hate me for saying I'm like, this eh, about that because it's just like, how did you get there? I mean, if we were like really, really rich, I'm sure we can do the same thing. I'm sure we could. We're not. That's what I'm saying. We weren't born into this like rich, famous lifestyle. Like, so it's different. You know what I mean? It's definitely different. And I think it's also all relative. But I do think that they're starting to like inspire people more based on like their their businesses as opposed to like I have a big ass and like big lips yeah, you know I what I mean like just, and, and I kind well, of like shift in branding for them too I guess they and, probably realize like it's not I working I think that's anymore. good and I, I and again to that point people may also argue that they are now the producers of their own show so they're shifting the narrative to maybe make themselves yeah. look good I don't know there's definitely two sides to this so don't come at me like I'm open to all opinions it's just kind of like a thought I had um but yeah that's it that's what my thoughts on it yeah very quickly, we've been noticing some negativity on our posts as it relates to weaponizing, looking fake or insinuating that we've had work done or that the way that we speak. No, that's not the way we speak. It's everyone. Ba- like yes, it is also are, the way that we speak. Someone, somebody's, somebody said, you guys have the same speech impediment. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't know. I we wasn't aware. comments one day because we've been getting a lot, but. It's, I'm not just saying to us. It's, we don't get I've a seen, lot, Fran. I've seen it on like, that one clip got a lot. Like I, that yeah, VS that was... fashion one. I, I seen on a lot of women's TikToks or like Instagram page. And it's also a lot of other women saying it like, oh, those lip fillers or like dissolve your lip fillers. Or and it's like, we, you duck lip. Like, okay, first of all, I don't, I've never had lip filler. And I don't have lip filler. So thanks for the fucking compliment. Yeah. Like on my big juicy lips. And also but, it, even if. <laughs> Even if we did have something. Who cares? Why is that minimize what I'm saying in the clip just because I have lip filler? Like you dumb lip filler girl. Like, okay. One one person was like, you're saying that as a plastic is leaking off your face. I'm like, what? What? what, Do you think that that hurts me? Like, are you that insecure that you're weaponizing like the term fake to try and hurt women? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. 
Yeah, I just think we need to stop doing that. Like, just because if you did have plastic surgery doesn't make you dumb. Like, I don't know where that stereotype or that misconception. But, but that's not my question. My question from? is, why do people on the internet use that as a as like a dig? Like, fuck you. You got it's filler. almost like like you're not natural. Like you're not. But even if you natural. weren't, or even if I wasn't, even if I did get a fucking facelift, I'd be like, like it's like okay. Yeah, I don't know. And it's annoying because like another woman commented that, and then like you have thin lips, so like you don't see me being like get some lip filler in your lips. Like, yeah, you know like, what I mean? It's like, like, I'm sure that would piss the fuck off if I did say that because I feel like it's like, I like my thin lips. Okay. Good. I like my lips, whether they're fake or real. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Anyways. It's just, to a certain extent, like, I do think that it should be someone's business what they do with their body. Like, you know how we say like, oh, they should, like, people say, oh, if they got something done, just say it about like celebrities and shit. Why though? Like, why? Don't say this is all natural. Okay. Like, if it's not. But, like, I've why? Done, you, we're done. But why do you have to say, yeah, I got my lips filled. I got. Like, if someone asks you, okay, like, why lie? That's kind of weird. I feel like sometimes people will be like, I got my lips, but it was like three years ago, so it's dissolved now. Or, like, I got Botox, but just so they have to, like, justify, like, what yeah, they like, did to their yeah. face. But, like, who cares? Like, you've done it. It's not really a big deal. You, you look great. Like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I there's an extent for sure where it starts to then, like, it's like, is that healthy for you? Like, obviously, like, I definitely think that, like, I don't find anything wrong with it. It's personally not for me. I just don't find anything wrong with it. So when people make those comments to me, it's just kind of like, okay, thanks for the compliment, I guess. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's kind of annoying, not because, like, it hurts my feelings. It's just kind of like. It's because we want to prove, like, we don't have the feelings. So I always find, like, we actually don't. And then she'd be like, well, you actually do. I'm like, hey, why am I, fu- why no, am I there's actually trying to a justify- woman fighting with her? Being like, you have this. And she's like, no, we don't. But thank you. She's like, you do though. LOL. It's like, okay, yeah, it's okay. you know what? Like, we you do. Just, there yeah. you go. Like my whole fucking existence is fake. Does that make you feel better? Like stupid. Anyways. Anyways, guys, that was our little rant for today. So thanks for watching. We have one more episode before we wrap up for the new year. So and it's going to be Christmas themed. It's going to be so Christmassy. It's going to be New Year's Eve. And, we have, and a then guest. we have a guest. So stay tuned. We're also going to do a little giveaway. Stay tuned for that as well. Yep. And thanks for watching. Okay. Like, subscribe, comment, not mean things. And uh, yeah, see you later.